usual vault rules apply. Touch not, lest ye be touched. Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside, where we talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than Firefly. Stay tuned, Mitch's got the grooviest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, Earth 2 with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. P. Features. Hello, internets. Ooh, man, he got really guttural on that one. And then there's Mauer. And I whispered, beep you. Ooh, nice okay. return. I'll take it. You know, it's different. It's weird for you to be different. That's okay. I'll take that. That was cool. Is it because we have Rorschach news or? That's part of it. I was going to try and do my Rorschach voice, uh, but I haven't lost my voice in a while. So that's a good thing. Okay, cool. All right. I should go back and find that issue when I had Rorschach's voice for the entire issue. I like how you lose your voice, you get Rorschach. I lose my voice, I'm one of Marge's sim- uh, sisters. <laughs> That's what you sounded like, like, though. How come you get somebody cool? Listen, I don't give the assignments. I just am happy with who I was assigned. Listen, Feature sounds like Michael Jackson when he has no voice. So at least... I was going to say that. <laughs> That's true, he does. <laughs> he goes around the key. All right, if you're new around here, it's the Wednesday show, and that's where we talk about the news. The new news. And features pigtails. And features has pigtails right now. It's absolutely braided pigtails. It's, uh, it's an interesting look. He wonders why we say when we're the Trinity, he gets Wonder Woman. It's things like this. And he's in a dark room, too, so he, and he's backlit, so he kind of looks like, like if the Predator had a little sister. Yeah, you know, just like doing his hair. <laughs> Predadora. I just assumed you you probably gave me Wonder Woman because I have more hair than everybody else. So. I mean, that's true. I'm not gonna fight that. That's absolutely true. We do give it to you for your hair and sounding. Like All right, Michael Jackson. <laughs> this joke took a turn. All right, we got plenty of things to talk about today. Like, for example, there will be no free comic book day this year. Gad Zooks. Well, and there's also somehow Iron Man breaks a leg. Uh, break <laughs> might be an understatement, um, but we wish break him the best leg, of kid. luck. Uh, the darkest night becomes the darkest god. Again. Uh, yeah, that story is just getting so crazy. But before we get into that, let's just talk about Free Comic Book Day for a second. Because that it is like true. Supposed to be a few months ago. Uh, well, it's usually the first Saturday in May, but because of COVID, it. like that's not a thing we can do right now. Uh, and the idea of people swarming comic book shops is also probably a really bad idea. So the industry came together and decided to create free comic book summer. So yes, don't fret. It's not a single day. It's going to be from July fifteenth through September 9th. 
You can then collect on any of the free comic books that are offered. It's a couple of bit, pretty big doozies that are setting up some uh, some big story arcs, including uh, Iron Man breaking his leg. Yeah, that's going to be one of, uh, we'll Listen, get into that in a little bit more detail, but it'll be free. There should have just been a website you could go to where they would mail you the free comics. Like you I'd pay, take that too. You pay postage or whatever, or free links to download them. But remember, like free comic book day is not about the actual free comic books. It's about getting people to go to the local shops to keep them afloat. Like That's the point of but, it, is to get people to but go. But now as a collector, a you're asking somebody to risk getting sick to get the free comic. Yes, because again, it's to keep the shops afloat, which really need extra help right now. Yeah, they can sell stuff online. <laughs> I'm over it. It's not that hard to make a website, sell stuff online, ship things, maintain inventories, learn how to program. Seeing as how there's a lot of jobs out there to do those individual tasks that you just mentioned, no, it's not the easiest thing for a small-time uh, comic book shop to just start doing all of those things all of a sudden without spending a lot of money. And right now, they don't have a lot of money, Mauer. <laughs> That's kind of the point. All right, all right. We'll give them a pass this once. Uh, but just next, be, can you just be happy that you've now got multiple days? <laughs> like you've got time now, got, man. I have <laughs> to send baby Huey out multiple times now. That's fine. So send him out. You're good. It's free comic summer, man. It's almost like the school year, except but with comic books. Nobody gets to say that. Nobody gets to say I get to send a Huey out. You know, like that's like there's first world problems and then there's Mauer <laughs> world problems. <laughs> It's just it's a whole different level when he's just like, ah, damn, Huey's got to risk himself again. <laughs> Listen, I, I haven't really left the house yet. We can see. But, <laughs> alas, poor Huey. I knew him well. And poor Huey comes in, he goes up and like he has to go through the outbreak sanitation thing before he can come into the rest of the house. It's, it's a scary thing at the Mauer household. Does, does he I, stay with you in, inside of a hazmat suit? Is that what he sleeps in? <laughs> the decompression chamber. Yeah. <laughs> All that steam comes in. <laughs> uh, but on happier news, you remember we were talking about that Joker cover a few weeks ago? And we were like, oh, I wonder if people get upset because it was Joker in a theater yes. uh, with the gun. Well, it turns out nobody cared about it. Um, <laughs> what they did care about is a variant cover for issue 100 of Batman. And it showed in my opinion, a badass Batman costume that looks like it's going to have a bigger part on the story than just a change in threads for Batman. Go on. So with yeah, the Joker war going like? on, right? Well, the costume itself is armored with like the old school blue cape and cowl, like a silverish bluish metal, like gauntlets and uh, metallic parts. And then a black tech part with a silver bat symbol. It looks really badass. You know what so, it kind of reminds me of? It's like the closest thing we would get to, like if Bucky Barnes made his Captain America version of the costume, this is the same thing for <laughs> Batman. Yeah, it, or, you know what I mean? It's definitely or, taking cues from all of the different Batmans. Like you have the Adam West in there. You've got the Batman Begins, especially like in the belt area. You've got that black costume, and then you've got that silver bat logo that we saw in... Just uh, press stuff for the Justice League with Batman, but they actually put it on there. It looks rebirthy. Yeah, I, I was going to say it kind of reminds me of the Owlman costume, but hmm. just with Batman 
Yeah, so and a, lot, a lot less feathers. And they got, <laughs> yeah. So and they got rid of the uh, bladed gauntlets. <laughs> so in Batman number ninety five, uh, Joker's officially made Batman enemy of the state. He's taken over Wayne Corp. Um, he took all his money. So Batman goes to one of his secret bat caves. Turns out punchline's already there. Um, and he looks over and he sees this costume, uh, you know, in one of the storage areas, and he has no idea who designed it. It wasn't uh, Alfred. It wasn't him. It wasn't Lucius Fox. He doesn't know who made it. And then she goes to inject him with the new Joker serum, which is Joker serum, uh, Venom, and Scarecrow uh, fear toxin. And he has to escape just as the hijacked bat plane or bat wing blows up the place. So this costume is supposed to be a big part of the storyline. Um, who knows if this is just going to be his look afterwards to show the city he's a changed person, or maybe it's a new Batman. But I am all for it, but fans are freaking out over this costume. There are people calling it the dumbest thing they've ever seen. You know, DC's doing it again. Uh, in the past three years, we've had, what, five Batman costume changes? And they've all been, like... It's what Batman does. How often the classic Batman costume we all think of is different for everybody. Yeah. Like, I like this one a lot. I don't see an issue with it. And let's be, it's comic, so it's not going to stay for very long. It really depends on what no. the reaction is going to be when the actual issues come out. If it makes a lot of money, it'll hang around for a bit. Other than that, it's going to be gone in like a month. <laughs> so relax. I think it's just for the story. Just for the story only. I mean, if you think yeah. about... All of them, like every time Batman has a new story, he has a new costume. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's going to stay. I mean, he always goes back to like the black and gray, I believe. So. Or yeah, black it, and black it, or blue and gray. or He yeah. won't look like this for very long. This, this armor is not the most stealthy looking armor you've ever seen. This doesn't, yeah. this doesn't scream Gotham at night. You know what I mean? Like, he's unless a bit too shiny he takes, for a city. Unless he takes the signal path. And he switches over to daytime. No, see, that was the dumbest Batman costume made. Yeah, that, that wasn't a cool idea, though. <laughs> like, At all. Sure. I, we, I like Duke, but like, I don't like Duke's role. <laughs> I, don't like, Duke? I, don't, I don't like the fact that Duke works the night shift for the Bat family. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> technically, the night shift is the day shift. <laughs> oh, you got the joke. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. There you go, Peach. Features just woke up, everybody. <laughs> All right, let, let's move Let, on. Let, yeah, let's do death metal for a little bit, and oh, I'm actually going to merge Christ. three bits of news together because because it's all from uh, the same interview. It's also yeah. the craziest book uh, that's. I mean, first off, Dark Knight's metal was crazy to begin with, with all the crazy versions of the characters throughout the dark multiverse, like with the the Spider Flash and. Um, Can the, we the start off with Woman. Honey? I met the Batman. What's up? Can we start off with Honey, I Met the Batman? Oh, what? The, honey, I the, Met the Batman. The Batam? Oh, well, before, no, hold on. Before we get to that, <laughs> before, we get, before we get to Batam, we got to just talk about, because it kind of sets everything up. We got to talk about what's going on with the Batman Who Laughs. Because uh, the Batman Who Laughs, which is, it's pretty meta in the book. I think people are starting to get sick of the Batman Who Laughs. So he even he's even aware of it, like he's being overused and he's in he's involved in too many things. So he dies like immediately, like immediately. 
So in this new death metal world where it's kind of like battle world for Marvel with all these different areas that's, that survived this like post-apocalyptic version of what would happen in Dark Knight's metal. Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman essentially, like, spoiler alert, Wonder Woman essentially kills the Batman who laughs, but the way the issue ends is that they cut his head off or the top of his head off and they take his brain and they stick it into the body of Dr. Manhattan. And then the Dr. Manhattan zombie like kind of, you know, headless version of Dr. Manhattan with this brain float at the top gets up and then morphs into this really weird, shiny blue version of the Batman who laughs uh, and becomes the darkest night as he calls himself. So he's like a God. Now essentially think of all the powers of Dr. Manhattan, but with the mind of the Batman who laughs, which is Joker and Batman mixed. This makes sense. Cause you can now have him be Anything. behind everything. Everywhere. And you can just tuck, tuck him away when you don't want to use him. And then for certain stories, you can have him come down in the future and just be the Batman well, who it, again. It, it's also big because of the actual villain of the book is named Perpetua. And Perpetua's character is essentially like the person who monitors the multiverse and how, you know, she kind of wants things to go darker and she kind of enlisted his help. But he was like an ant to this godly character who now he's kind of on par with. So it changes the dynamic of the book a lot because now you've got these two evil characters on par with each other, creating, quote, more and more crisis energy, which we talked about that already with the crisis energy and the, the, the converted energy, whatever it's called, where if things get too evil, it gets crisis energy. But I don't want to go into that too much because the book's just crazy. Just it's, it's the, it, Death Meadow is, is Dark Knight's metal on steroids. It is a very, very bizarre book, although it has so many cool moments like Batman having a Black Lantern ring and then making zombies out of nowhere as cannon fodder to, to like kidnap people and escape. Like, there's a lot of cool things have happened in it. But one weird thing that's happened is this giant mechanical Wonder Bat Superman machine. Woman. Oh, they're, they're Justice Zord. It, I guess. Remember we got that? Remember the Justice League had that in Rebirth where they had the actual Batman made like a Zord for them, which was actually kind of cool. Like it was surprising yeah, that yeah. it worked. That was done right before Metal actually started. I think it was during uh, yes. the Forge. Yes, absolutely. Arc. Absolutely. And it was very, very cool. This one, not so much. This, yep. this, looks, <laughs> this looks like it's out of Spaceballs. Like this, <laughs> this, it's very this, much the vacuum lady in Spaceballs. It, isn't it? It's uh, like it looks like a giant. Like they take the vacuum lady from Spaceballs and then just make half of it Superman, half of it Batman, and then just kind of sprinkle some of the accessories from Wonder Woman on them. No, and, and no, that's what you get. It's not Spaceballs. <laughs> it's something the Tick would have. Like this is a villain in the Tick, and it's it not even a villain so far. So essentially, there's the the Arkham Wastelands and the Resistance fighters who are going against uh, the Batman who laughs are trying to escape. And by the way, in here is who Maurer wants to talk about, which is Batum, which is, you know, how they have the evil versions of the merged characters of DC heroes and evil Batman. You know, we've got we had the the, the Dawn or whatever the hell the Green Lantern's one name was the Drown for Aquaman, uh, mm -hmm. the Machine for Cyborg. Anyway, the Adam, the tiny guy, you know, like. Ant-Man-ish dude from DC. You know what I'm talking about? Little guy. Little guy. Oh, the particle uh, guy that particle, particle man. From, from particle CW. Man, man, man. From the particle CW. Particle man, yeah. particle man, doing everything that a particle can. Uh, well, he, I guess if he's no? the Adam, Adams do get smashed. Okay. 
Well, no. anyway, so Batum is evil Batman mixed with the Atom, and he looks ridiculous, and then Wearing dies immediately. Costume. Like, immediately. <laughs> he says the he's, he calls into the, with the, the Bat Castle, which is where, like, Batman Who Laughs and the Bat Jester and the, the weird Batman dinosaur. All the, like, I'm telling you, this book's crazy. Um, they're all there. He's calling back to the headquarters, and then he says, I can't find them. They're not here. And then a tank rolls over him, and that's the end of Batum. That's that. <laughs> So yeah, there's it's, that. The costume um, looked cool though, I gotta admit. The Batum costume I liked. He doesn't look evil by any means. He doesn't look like a bad guy. No. He just looks but like the Adam with, with bat ears. We're we're gonna get tons of this. Uh if you look at like what Greg Capullo said, you know, for all of us Dark Knights, Death Metal is about the fun factor. Comics should be fun, bombastic, and over the top. This series is going to be exciting and jam-packed with great metal-esque moments that make fans lose their minds when they see them. Like, I'm, yep. I'm already on board. Like, yep, this is going to be fun. It doesn't have to be so serious because it's an alternate universe and just do what things you never thought you'd be able to do. Oh, it doesn't even try to explain things. Again, Batman just whips out a Black Lantern ring and is wielding it with no problem, even though he, you know, he's alive. it doesn't even try uh whatever um so yeah it's 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 worth checking out because if this becomes like normal canon which there's nothing to say that it's not it it is one of those books that's probably going to change the way you look at certain aspects of the dc universe just because it's so large in scale uh but anyway let's move on to some more batman news let's talk about batman beyond number 48 which has a lot of people excited because spoiler alert Batman from the standard DC universe is going to cross paths with Batman Beyond. And guess who's going to be the one to do it? One may leave. Booster Gold. Good old Cable of DC. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't he learned? Is it though? Because let's talk about. He he seems to be just goes in and changes things about the timeline willy nilly whenever he wants to. It's kind of it's kind of cable-y. He's the he new just, Flash. He kind of is. He kind of <laughs> is. He's just going around but f- screwing things up for his own, you know, I think this will be nice. I'm going to bring back Batman's parents. Oops. I but created an alternate dimension. He does it, but he does it just like Cable does. Like Cable pops up. He's like, something's wrong in the future. We've got to change this thing. And then that's the whole book. In this story, Booster Gold comes in. He's like, sums up with Batman in the past. We got to have you come back and figure out why. And then Batman from the past tries to kill Terry McGinnis, who's Batman Beyond. And that's the book. So I hope you like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the story. I I still wouldn't give him Cable, though. At least when Cable... How about was, he's just a dumb version of Cable? He's dumb Cable. I'll give <laughs> you a dumb, dumb maybe dumb Cable because Cable changes things because there's there's like an actual reason. Booster Gold, there's there's <laughs> nothing actually happening, and Booster Gold goes, you know what? I think we're going to time travel today. Just you know, well, no, like the actual summary for the the book's called First Contact, and the uh, the the summary is uh, something is very very wrong with Bruce Wayne as he lashes out in anger and tries to kill Batman Beyond. Uh, who else can save him but Booster Gold, the greatest hero history never knew, is going to take Batman Beyond back to the Gotham of old, where Bruce Wayne is Batman, which means Batman and Batman Beyond will meet at last. But just like what was it, uh, uh, Bat Point? All for yeah. a Christmas gift or for a, a wedding gift? I mean, I'm telling you, he's cable. He's dumb cable. 
And I like him. I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is like Wait, I don't just like I he's dislike Deadpool. Booster Gold. He's Deadpool with the time machine. Hmm. Yeah, he's de- he's Deadpool Cable. He's ta- he's the 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 whole Deadpool Cable books merged into one character. Dead Cable. Or Cable Pool. <laughs> Wade Cable. Kapool. No, he's Kapool. Greg Greg Kapool. Kapool. <laughs> he's Kapool. All right. I whispered. Let's move on. All right, tell me, tell me what's going on, Rorschach. Uh, so we finally have an idea of what's going to be going on for Rorschach number one. Um, it is the new miniseries taking place 35 years after Osmandias dropped that squid on everybody and kind of ended the, the happy days for superheroes. Um, Rorschach is still dead, uh, but just like in the Watchmen show, he's a big part of the culture of the world. He's a symbol for things. And there will be someone um, wearing a Rorschach costume appear and uh, kind of tries to kill the president or the presidential candidate, it should say. So I want to see what somebody else can do with these tools to write a story that can make an impact. That's Tom King, too. Like, he's, he's got enough good under his belt that I, that's pretty exciting. Um, he, he I, it'll be interesting to see if if um, Doomsday Clock plays a role in this at all because we got a new version of, of Rorschach in that book. It was uh, Rorschach's therapist kid. I forget his name. Um, uh, but I remember, yeah, I remember when they took he took, took his glove off and he was a black dude underneath, and everyone's like, "Oh, Rorschach, he's black." <laughs> um, that's <laughs> he. He's uh, he, he he was his therapist's son. Um, <laughs> I think I just killed features. <laughs> But anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see if that version of the character comes back because I actually really liked him. Like, I liked that his his speech was even more broken. You know what I mean? Like, he was so yeah. tormented by what he saw that his father went through that it like stunted his growth, and he's got a hard time putting to certain like sentences together. Um, that's a very cool version of Rorschach. Uh, I'd like this to see actual a- Rorschach come back though. Uh, how? We've got Doctor Manhattan and time travel, like. Go snatch him a la Captain America, put him from back then into current times, and have him have an opinion on is it better or worse than what he thought it would be. I, I'm going to think that since it's based so much in the, the Watchmen world, that even though we have giant psionic squids, that it, it, that's almost too unrealistic for the Watchmen world. Well, no, I don't want him in I, the Watchmen world. Oh. I want him in... The main continuity. Like, I want somebody from our continuity to go grab him and need him for something. And well, then, then it would, then why wouldn't it, well, if, if, if it's still sticking to continuity and Doomsday Clock is a thing still, and this is like in the DC universe, which there, by the way, there's no, no word on that. So that's, this is all speculation. <laughs> um, but if it does, which would make sense, he's still in the, the DC universe. He's still there. I thought they gave it an Earth number. Did they, t- they send him somewhere at the end? I don't remember them sending him somewhere at the end. I'll have remember, to Mary- Marionette and Mime are definitely still in the DC universe. Because they right. remember it's their, it's their kid who becomes Clark who gets Dr. Manhattan's powers. Although, now with Dark Knight's death metal, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. There is a new update with all the Earth numbers, uh, especially with the CW and the numbers that they put out uh, for their convergence type or uh, Final Crisis type thing, so we'll see. I, I'm excited. Right. Tom King. Yeah, it's going to be good. 
going to be good. It's going to be a political anger, a politically driven anger book. It's, it's going to be like the angriest book ever made. That's what it's going to be. It's a political right. thriller with a dude who will, you know, sever your head with a hatchet. That's the that's the book. That's what it's going to be. Speaking of severing things, let's talk Iron Man. <laughs> what a good segue. So, yeah, uh, if, on free comic book day, we're getting uh, there's a new story that was announced not too long ago called Dark Ages. Uh, and it, there's not a lot going for it. We don't know all but so much, but they did release a couple panels. And uh, <laughs> wow, it was, uh, it was a shock to, 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 the, to everyone, including Tony Stark, who is, uh, hmm, he, he's, he's less missing, of a man a than he was. He's, he's missing, he's a, missing leg. a whole leg. He's missing from like below the knee down, like the calf down. I mean, it's yeah. enough of your leg. He's still, still a leg. Listen, he's most robot. Like, he's just going to stay in the suit from now on. He's going to be Darth Vader. I feel like we're going to get this crazy story arc where Tony Stark finally becomes a villain. And he's what if like mostly android? And that's how he's going to be a real Star Iron Wars. Man after this. Okay, okay. Stay with me here for a second. Stay with me. <laughs> Earth Let's two. go. Let's do it. Do you guys remember uh, Grindhouse? Do you guys remember that the dual movie with um, yeah. Robert Rodriguez right. did a half? And, and Tarantino, Tarantino did a half. Remember One of the greatest yeah. films of all Planet time? Planet Terror. Yeah. What if Iron Man gets like a big gun <laughs> on the like bottom cherry? of his, on his, like his kneecap? That he's just got like his proton cannons at the bottom of his leg, like, like Mega Man. <laughs> Tony Stark <laughs> is far too sensible to do that. However, <laughs> not saying that he probably wouldn't put some type of weapon in his leg. I'm just saying he would think it was cool. Proton kneecap. No? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can't tell me it's not a funny thought to, look, to think of Tony Stark with a machine gun at the bottom of his leg. All right, <laughs> like it's planet funny. terror. <laughs> Trying it's to funny. hobble around. <laughs> All, right, All right, I'll give you that. What I won't give you is why in the freaking hell um, The Walking Dead announced their news and they're screwing over collectors like me. What happened? What are you talking about? This makes this makes perfect sense. What? What? I thought I thought we were on Iron Man's missing leg. No, no, no. We're moving on to Walking Dead because they're recolor. They're re-releasing it colored. Well, there's a lot of mm-hmm. missing legs in the Walking Dead. Right, but they're <laughs> they're not gonna collect do collected editions of it. So if you don't buy all the individual issues, you can't collect it. Wait, what? What else do you think this this is the biggest cash grab in the world, Mauer? This would be a you decision. You would do this. I would still <laughs> would sell it to both people. Absolutely, do this. And I then at the end, when it's all done, it'll all come out in a book, and we'll and you go, never mind. <laughs> like now if they do it both. at the end, I'll buy the book. I'm not going to buy them individual issues because I don't read individual comics. They go into a bag, and that kind of right, ruins the thing of you're, reading. You're them. thinking about it as a guy collecting these. You're not thinking about it as the person giving it out. Who wants to make more money on a project that's over and done with? So there's like, all right, we've got this IP, we've got 197 of these issues. What's a way that we can make double the amount of money on this? We've already made a lot. Do, How do we double that? Re-release it with colored pages. Re-release done. the issues and then collect them in compendiums again. Do you think that you really think they won't? You truly believe? I that truly at the end think of this, they they're, won't. They're not going to do that. I do because he's a dick. Who? The creator of The Walking Dead. Kirkman? 
Ryan would absolutely release this to make money. He'd put out Negan Lives just because. We'll see. He, 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 he made a whole new story just to help out local comic shops on a book he didn't want to write. Whoa. I'm saying Whoa. It's, a, it's a really easy cash grab. Whoa. To not only release it as trades and then go, whoa, hey, whoa, we're probably whoa, not going to put these in a bigger book. You should probably buy them all. And then go, oh, you, you bought them? Well, guess what's coming out now? The special, special edition <laughs> that's colored twice. <laughs> Listen, can we just assume that anything involving The Walking Dead right now will be a cash grab? Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, come on. They've been doing cash grabs ever since they've been saying they've been having issues with the show. And there's just been so many things. It ends. We finally get Rick is dead. Not really dead. We don't know. It was kind of the most, I don't know, what the fuck moment ever. It was Whoa, even a great features. He just got shot while he was laying in the bed. Features. features. Language. Language. I'm sorry, Cap. <laughs> At WABC. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just. I can't believe you, Features. Whoa. I mean, whoa. 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 <laughs> I know Kung Fu. Whoa. I mean, if if this is your, your John Wick whoa. <laughs> segue, whoa. this is ridiculous. It was, whoa. Yeah, that was more like a Matrix moment, man. Whoa. 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 <laughs> so are you woeing the fact that Keanu Reeves is having his debut as a Finally. writer? Yes. The book looks Whoa. pretty cool. Berserker, no vowels, all consonants. It, this looks like if you took John Wick and you mixed him with like Hawkeye and Indiana Jones and then made him look like Keanu Reeves. That's, that's and what then put him like. in kind of like a Mad Max type of Punisher. Deal. It, it, it looks cool. It's uh, going to make his comic book debut this fall with Berserker, a 12-issue miniseries. Now, 12 issues is not really mini. And by the way, you can't search Berserker because you will not find it. <laughs> <laughs> B-R-Z-R-K-R. Like, it's, it's really more of a sound you make. Berserker. It's Berserker <laughs> without the vowels. Berserker. He is going to be co-writing it with Matt Kent, who is a, a, a veteran writer. Um, it looks like him. And Reeves has said he's loved comics since he was a kid, and they've had a significant influence on him artistically. Um, he'd love to have the, he loves the chance that he had to write with Berserker and collaborate with Legends of the Industry. And for Keanu Reeves, I feel like anything he does right now, he's doing because he can. Like nobody's being like, go do this, go do that. The industry turned their back on him for so long, and now that he has these opportunities, he's not wasting any of them. So I feel like that's why we're getting these pet projects and him saying, you know what, I'm gonna do as many John Wick movies as they'll let me because I love the character. Uh, because he knows that switch can get turned off again like it was. And the whole reason why we have John Wick is no one would give him a movie at all. So those indie guys were like, hey, we have this role that we wrote for you, and he got it, and now he's having a renaissance. So I'll buy this. I, I guarantee you, Matt just walked up to him and was like, hey, <laughs> can I use your face for a comic book? And he's like, 
can I write some of the dialogue? And they were like, cool, cool. And that was it. That was the story of Berserker. <laughs> I got. I have a feeling this wasn't a very lengthy conversation, and I'd love to know the actual contributions that Keanu Reeves is making to this book. I think they should. I think they should highlight it. Like anything that he wrote <laughs> should be highlighted in blue. <laughs> you never know. He's a creative guy. He is. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying it's more likely that they, this was a scenario like uh, turning. Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Snakes on a plane. Why can't I think of his name? Samuel L. Jackson. Thank you. It's like Samuel L. Jackson being Nick Fury, except for they they told him ahead of time. That's it. <laughs> well, we shall see. Um, it's Boom Studios. They haven't really done wrong. They've got what an eighteen month to year run of not really making a mistake. Well, it's I mean, Power Rangers is really what's keeping them afloat. I mean, that's their that's their bread and butter. So this is this yeah. is a big deal for them. Yeah, I don't think you can make many mistakes with just the Power Rangers. Oh, you can make plenty of mistakes with the Power yeah. Rangers. They've just been that doing was a, a risk. Job. <laughs> that was a big risk. They went, we can deal this. We can. And remember when we first read the the synopsis of those books, we were like, they're really going to do a comic like this. It's not going to do well. But it's even doing that, really well. It's not even like for people who like the age range of Power Ranger fans. It's like the early 90s are Power Rangers. <laughs> it's like it's marketed to 30 year olds. <laughs> it's a Power Rangers book marketed to 30 year olds and it worked like that should have failed. And then they're introducing new characters and expanding the lore and all the stuff the comic books are known for. And people are buying it hook, line and sinker. There's a new Green Ranger and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's working. <laughs> All right, like, let's, yeah, you know one, what? Go ahead, make fun of me. <laughs> I like the Power Rangers. The Green Rangers cool. I'll buy whatever you do. I mean, they've got Buffy and Angel still over at cool. Big Trouble, Little China, Bill hey, and Ted. Uh, that's where the, the conversation happened. They have Bill and Ted. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that these are bad properties to have. I'm just saying. That nobody is rushing to the comic shop to buy Bill and Ted books. <laughs> you don't think they're rushing to buy the Clueless comic? Oh, what? Well, that never mind. Never mind. I would rush to buy the Clueless comic. I, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> is Paul Rudd in it? <laughs> is he? You know where I think a lot of their money is coming of, from? Of weird Oedipus stepbrother. <laughs> you know, I've never seen that movie, right? What? Have you not? You no. never she seen falls in love with her, She falls in love with her stepbrother. Spoiler that's alert. That's kind of creepy and porn hubby. So, yeah, that's the thing that happened in that All movie. Right. We're going to so, press pause. I get, what, hold on. I got no. one more bit of comic news. Uh, what's last the last one, bit of comic real news? quick. Uh, there is just to be on the lookout. So if you're, in, if you're trying to read Empire and you're moving right into um, the King is Back, it's worth noting that there is going to be a crossover book between the two stories about Null coming back after um, Absolute Carnage and the Empire Fantastic Four uh, Avengers crossover book that's happening now, which is that big space epic where yeah. the Kree and Scrolls are now friends. And for some reason, Hulkling from New Young Avengers is leading them because. Uh, Hulkling's cool, I guess. Um, well, he's Cree, I think. Uh, yeah, I get it. He's, I get it. He's part Cree and he's part Scroll, but still, it's Hulkling. Like, it's Hulkling. Yeah. Somebody said, "Hey, let's take Hulkling 
and have him lead both of our armies. Like, did let's they at least give him dude. a new cool name? No, he's Hulkling. Well, he goes no. by his actual name, but still, who cares? He's Hulkling. He's Hulkling. Right. Nobody cares about Hulkling. I, I think it's, what it's, we'll an do. it's because there's rumor of a Young Avengers movie, and if they bring Hulkling in uh, to the MCU, they obviously need to make him a standout character, and this is one way to do it. That's what I think they're doing it. But anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, there will- is a crossover book that's going to connect to Clintar and how... Uh, Noel is escaping and on his way to Earth. That's all I'm saying. It's worth checking out. That's going to be um, what? Web of Venom uh, Empire number one, uh, which will be on sale in October. Yep. Uh, and the King in Black comes on in December, I think. Yeah. So, it's, so it's, it's bridging the gap between those. Not this Friday, but next Friday, we're going to be doing a show on Venom to catch people up. Venom. Yo, is it just like I don't know about you guys, but I hate when they do these kind of shoehorned in issues, like these one shots. Do you remember like Age of Ultron when they did um, the Freaky Friday Spider Man? What was the name of that one? Uh, Superior Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. So Superior Spider Man was coming out at the same time that Age of Ultron came out, and Age of Ultron when Ultron wins and like Cap's crying in the corner and like everybody's dead, and uh, Wolverine has to go back in time to fix things and the time breaks and whatever. Uh, there's one issue where Spider Man, as uh, amazing as a Superior Spider Man, is trying to trick people into believing that he's Parker, so he tries to like in his change his dialogue to sound more like Parker, but his internal monologue is more uh, Doctor Octopus, right? Because that's what's what Superior Spider-Man was about. But it makes no sense when you actually read the book and you're like, every time <laughs> Spider-Man talks, you're like, wait a second, is Dr. Octopus pretending to be Spider-Man, making the same kind of quips, doing the things that Parker would do, but he can't do that in the actual book to trick anybody because none of them believe that he's, <laughs> that he's Parker? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I sometimes hate, I don't they like work. These, they just feel shoehorned like, and I don't like them. <laughs> like the prelude to Civil War was a good book. Like when they did those books, that they made sense. So they they can be done right. Well, preludes I feel like are done right because they're they're thought about because they're not trying to tie two different stories together without breaking continuity. Like I feel like it's a story written specifically to tie these two things in together, and it could but be I great. Think, but they usually suck. I think Empire was always meant to lead into this, and rather really? than just have yeah, I I really do. I think everything's been leading to this. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it doesn't. It feels very I mean, different. Those are two like wildly different conceptual books to kind of blend together. I just don't know how you go from a Kree scroll, happy time war with Earth to oh shit, it's the symbiote god. Language features. Oh my god, what has happened to you? I'm He's going to be editing this issue. Is what's happening. <laughs> He's going to learn uh, how to. It's going to come out in six weeks, but features will have it done. Empire to me just seems more like it's just trying to make the Fantastic Four relevant and make Hulkling relevant. Like that's what I feel like it's doing. It's trying to make a big story arc surrounding characters that are going to be MCU bound at some point. So, and I don't think Null is, although how dope would that be if the Venom Spider-Man world is moving in that direction? How crazy would that be? But Anyway, regardless, just know that that book's on its way out. So if you're trying to jump into both, that's what you need. All right. Well, guess what, folks? What's that? We're still in comics and it's time to do that thing. So you know what that means? Minty has to do that thing. He's going to read the rest of the news real, real quick for us. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then end of the show. No. Now we're going to release another issue that's going to cover the TV and movie news because there's a lot of stuff to talk about in there. Um, and you might even get some other extra stuff from us this week. Uh, but we got lots of cool things coming out. Fireside is taking over. But on that note, Menti, do that thing. He just says things. (laughs) Fireside's amazing. (laughs) The greatest fireside you ever knew. It's Our fireside's way better than your fireside. The biggest fireside of all firesides. (laughs) I know people, and those people tell me how great this fireside is. (laughs) Everybody knows. Uh, anyway, you can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. But one day that will change. Uh, until then, uh, we appreciate the support. Like, comment, rate, subscribe, share. All that stuff goes a long way. And as always, we truly appreciate it. I'm Menti. I'm Features. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check out WelcomeToFireside.com. Press on that shop button. We got a few things up there now. We will have more varieties of masks coming on there, so you will be able to have the BPU Menti mask soon um, and all kinds of other things. But we want to give a shout-out to Tara, who immediately jumped on the Fireside site and ordered herself some, some Fireside gear to make her friends jealous. That's not why, but we appreciate it anyway. I just love the <laughs> idea of people walking around with Fireside face masks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the logo covering the chin to nose and then the headphones wrapping to their cheeks like <laughs> it's amazing. awesome all right deuces deuces now bump excelsior